0: fantastic i want to encourage you today that we serve an amazing god my name's steve i ha- haven't met you before hey it's so nice to meet you and um, i'm part of the team here and very blessed to be so uh i reckon we should give the team a great big hand and they? they're doing awesome also the guys at the back why don't you give them amazing uh they don't like all of the hype but give them a great big hand as well doing an awesome job as well Fantastic. I'd love to do a little bit of teaching tonight. Um, I know it's a night gathering, but I, you know what? I just think this message too good at not to preach and not to teach. And I'd love to be able to do that. I'm not going to take a lot of your time. I'm going to try and do it really really well and really fast because I believe God wants to do something and he wants to speak to you over the season. We're living in a, in a season that we've never gone through before. I was saying to someone the other day, I've been a pastor for a while and uh, uh, coming up 30 years, and this is a season we've never had before. I know, you're thinking i began pastor at five. It's amazing, but that's, that's a bad joke. And... Uh, and um, uh, and, and we've never done this season before. This is a season we've never had to pastor before. And in the things that make you go, oh my gosh, what, is that? Look, what, what does that even mean? There's opportunities we've never had. And I want to encourage us, if we, if we cling to God and his presence and what God is doing, he's the champion. And I think you'll hear a little bit about that in the message today. If you've got your Bibles... Uh, we're going to turn to 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. We're going to start there tonight. I've got two, uh, three verses I want to read through. If you're a note taker, get ready to take some notes because you're going to be taking some tonight. If you're not a note taker, this is probably a message you should start taking notes on. I really, I really do believe it. Uh, it says this in 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9. This is the one your nanny would have told you if you'd been brought up around church. It says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. This verse is written and it start, it's, it's, uh, headed up with these thoughts. It says before this verse is even declared, before the, this, the, 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 the writer gives us this verse, he says, I want to talk to you maturely tonight. He said, I want to, I'm going to bring some maturity here tonight. I'm going to, well, it wasn't maybe tonight, but here in this, in this function, I'm going to bring some maturity tonight. Some wisdom that the world does not have. See, the world has wisdom, but they don't have wisdom that comes from God. And then he proceeds to say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has in store or prepared for those who, is it written there? It's not written there. There's not a trick. Those who love him, right? So he's saying, there's some Things that you will only see if you love God. There's some things you'll only hear if you love God. There's some things you will only that, that you will only uh, see, hear, and and perceive if you love God. There's some things that are only for those who love God. And so we can say, well, why is the world not so wise? Well, they don't actually get. They're, they're working with the handicapped people. They don't get all of the information because they don't have a relationship with God. Are you with me? Now when we read this verse, it starts off with saying, "Is it as it is written, and I know that you love your word, and when you read the word, uh, when you read in your Bible and it says it is written, it means somewhere else it was written in your Bible. Very highly likely. There's a couple of occasions that it was from some other script, but most of the time. And so as a, Bible, as a bi- lover of the, the Bible, as the word of God, you should go and now find out where it was written. Now, the Bible is written like this by a lot of smart people. They're very intelligent. I've been doing a bunch of study around Hebrew, Hebrew literature, and it's blowing my mind how smart they are. So when they say things like this, they've decided not to go back and rewrite what was already written, but they're expecting you to go and read what was already written, pull it into here, so they don't have to write a whole lot more verses. Are you with me? That's smart. That's, I, I'm a bullet point guy go and ask someone else how to do it. You know, like I'm just, and so when we read this verse and when we read this scripture, we realize it's good. We've got to drag in a whole lot of information from somewhere else to make this even better. Now, what I need you to understand is it says, no eye has seen. So you, whatever you've been picturing for your life, whatever you've been picturing for our nation or for your workplace or your job or your business or your family or whatever, God's saying no one has even seen what he's preparing. So if you're doing well, man, you're on the up because no one's even seen what God's preparing for you. No one has ever heard I mean, someone's given you a prophecy, and someone said you're going to do amazing things. That's just the beginning. What God is preparing for you is better than what. Are you with me? Just reading Bible right here. No one's even thought about it. No one's even kind of like been too scared to say it out loud, but they've not even thought about what God's preparing for you. I love these things because it's kind of like no one's seen, no one's heard, and no one's perceived, but God's already prepared. Isn't that amazing? God's already prepared, it's like that's concrete, what we're not even up to yet. And that's the way it reads it. Then when we go to another verse, and and, and we go to Isaiah 4 and 28, and I want you to kind of jump into this, because this is uh, not only when it says, it is written, but anytime you read the Word of God and you go, hey, that's familiar, are you with me? What, that's on purpose. They've written it like that on purpose that you're meant to go, oh, hey, I think I've heard something like that before. Let's go and check it out. This is what it says on Isaiah, Isaiah 40 and 28 to 31. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And His understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and He increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength and they will soar on wings like eagles and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. So now we're pulling all of this into our first Corinthians. He's saying, hey, I wanted to let you know before we even kick this off. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Hey, we're, we're, we're in line here. This is something that we need to pick up. The everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. God is everlasting. You can't wear him out. Like it doesn't matter how many times you've asked for your family, you're not wearing out God doesn't matter how many times you're asking for God to move, you're not wearing out God. You can't wear out God. And he's already sorted the end. What does that mean? He's prepared what we've never seen, heard, or even imagined. And then he says, I'm going to give strength to the weary and increase the power of the weak. Those who are tired and weary, those who stumble and fall, God is about to bring hope. And then he says, I will renew their strength and they will soar on wings like eagles and they will run and not grow weary and they will walk and not grow faint. I don't know. You don't have to put your hand up right now, but are some people weary here today? Because I've got good news for you. God wants to renew your strength. Yeah, you should be excited about that. If you're feeling tired, if you're feeling like you're stumbling and you're falling, there's great news for you because God says, well, don't get upset about it because I've already prepared for you strength. I've already, I've already prepared for you these things. When I, when I read uh, Isaiah 40, I kind of read it backwards because some days I just, I just don't want to stumble and fall, you know? Some days I just don't want to faint. It finishes with faint. And I'm like, God, if we could just not faint after a day, that would be great. I'm not worrying about the soaring. It's really nice that someone else is soaring. But if I, yeah? Anyone with preschoolers know exactly what I'm talking about. Anyone just living life maybe at the moment know what I'm talking about. If I could get through the day without fainting, I would be really happy. If I could get through the day without stumbling, I would be, I would just be really, that would be amazing. I mean, if I could walk, that would be great. If I could run, oh man, that's amazing. Soaring on wings are evil. I mean, you just take it away. You know, Jesus, I mean, that's amazing, you know? And I think we, we, as we, 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 we hear that scripture, it builds something else. I want to take you to the third scripture. It says this in Isaiah 64 and verse 4. It, 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 before it shares this verse, uh, it, it, it talks like this. It talks about what's going on in the world, and God, you better rip open heaven and come down. Those are the words. You better burst out of heaven and get down here soon. I don't know if you've ever prayed that prayer, but that's a pretty passionate prayer to pray. And I think maybe we should be praying that prayer. And it says this in uh, Isaiah 64 and verse 4. Since ancient times, no one has heard, no eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. The first thing that strikes me about this verse is very funny. Because it starts with from ancient times. And I'm like, no, you're in ancient times. Like, what were they talking about? You don't read, read your Bible like me? I've, I've read the Bible and laugh often because it's so funny. When the disciples, uh, when the disciples and the Holy Spirit comes upon them and, 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 they, and, they, and, they, and they start speaking in tongues and someone says, hey, I think they're drunk, and then their comment is, no, no, it's only 11 o'clock in the morning. It's like if you come back at 4, 100% we might be drunk. You know, like, I don't know, like, what is, hmm. You miss it. I mean, you think the Bible's boring. Read it, it's unbelievable. Since so ancient times, no one has heard, no eye has seen. Can you hear this theme that's coming through? But what I love about this is it says, this is by the people watching the church. They're saying, I've seen all of these get rich schemes, and I've seen all of these gods and these things that other people are doing, but as I've watched everybody... The people of God, as we've seen, we've never seen or heard anyone else whose God acts on their behalf. Now, you can put your hand up for this. I just want to let you know you probably should put your hand up for this. But who would like God to act on their behalf? We've got to about 80%. Some people are unsure. I'm just going to let you know we want God to act on our behalf. I love this verse because I need God to act on my behalf. It doesn't matter how well I'm prepared. He's prepared things I've never seen, heard, or even imagined yet. And so I need God to act on my behalf. But in every one of these verses, I don't know if you've been noticing, it says that, God, uh, that what God has prepared for those who love Him, for those, uh, what the, God gives strength to the weary, uh, for those who hope in the Lord. And the last one, on behalf of those who wait, for him, See, the root word and what all, we're, what, all what we're looking at is this word wait. When we learn to wait on God, we, we, we start to see things that we've never seen before. We start to walk and not faint. We start to run and not grow weary. We start to soar on the things of God. And God moves on behalf of those who wait on Him. I've got to let you know that when I read this, I was just kind of like, "I need to find out what weight means." I need not—not not, not that I'm trying to lose weight, not that weight. You with me? I'm just talking about the—how the, the, do I wait? Because I want God to move on my behalf. I want to see. I want to be have a mature way of seeing things. I want to be wise to see and hear and understand how God understands. No, new, no, no use me making a lot of noise about how everyone else wasn't wise. Come on. I need to start to be wise. And as I read through this, I see that God wants to do something amazing, but it, it depends on me waiting on Him. I want to let you know today, whatever, God, uh, whatever you feel is bigger than you right now, God has already designed the way through. How can you be so sure? Because the Lord is everlasting, the creator of the ends of the earth. Not only is He the creator of the ends of the earth, He's created the end of your problem. He's created the end of your issue. He's already worked out how it's gonna work out and it's gonna work out good. Oh man, you guys are a hard crowd today. I reckon we should give God a clan for that. <laughs> There's was like a 40%... Golf clap. I don't even play golf. No one ever claps when I play golf. Yeah, anyway, what seems surmount, uh, surmountable, he's already scaled for us. He's created the end, not of just the earth, but of your circumstances, your thoughts, your doubts, your tomorrow and your future. I want you to understand that, is that right now, God has already prepared your breakthrough. We've been singing about it. We've been declaring it. We, we said in those verses that we're, we're going to declare that God's going to do it. And now we read about the very same thing. He gives strength to the weary. I don't want to let you know, God gives strength to the weary. He administers strength. I don't know about you, but I'm not a great administer. My wife has a gift of administration. In the Bible, it says that's a gift. <laughs> it's definitely not one of the gifts that I got. But I like that it says that He administers strength, because in someone like my wife, who's a great administer, she always gets it done every day. She's not a creative who forgets and gets a little bit tied up and things. God is administering strength every day. He's just—it's like like clockwork. It just happens. It's just continually doing that. And I—I I don't know about you, but I need His strength. Didn't you notice that verse? That youth will grow weary and tired And they will stumble and fall It's got nothing to do about your age Or whether you get weary or not And all the people in my age class said amen Are you awake? No, just kidding uh, He administers strength and lines up the weary, the tired, the struggling, those who are on the sidelines, those who are are, are yet to discover the truth. He administers strength and power. If you're tired, He's going to bring you strength. And if if you're weak, He's going to bring power. And He he increases the power of the weak. But the key is how we wait. The message today, if you're taking notes, is is called Korva. You'll, you'll, You'll get the spelling a little bit later on. But there's five words, well, I'm going to talk about five words that are the words for wait in the Bible. You with me? Yes. I'm going to teach you, I'm going to do it fast, but I reckon it might help you because it's massively helped me. Because I, I realize that not every time you read the word love or the, read the word hope or even read the word wait, it's actually the word that we thought it was. And I thought it'd be great for us today as we go into this busy season or continue into this busy season that we understand how to wait on God so that he can show us his wisdom, that so that he can, uh, that in in a place of hope he can bring renew our strength and that he can open the doors and give us all that he intended for us. Move on our behalf. Are you with me? And it comes by us waiting. I want you uh, the first word is the worst, is the worst, darman. The, the, I like this word because it literally means stop. You wait on the Lord. You stop on the Lord. I, I want to encourage you right now. I, I want to, I, I'm not here to pick on quiet times, but sometimes when we have a quiet time with God, we can just be as busy. We're just getting through everything. We're doing it. Did you actually stop on God? Were you actually still? With God? The word, the word "demon" has two sides to it. The first one is, would you stop? There's people here today and you're real busy. You, you got ADD. And it's really hard to stop. But if you want to be renewed in strength, if you want to get wisdom from, from God, if you want God to move on your behalf, would you start to stop? Oh man, in the worship tonight, I just... There was a moment I was thinking about what I was going to do, and I was just like lifted up my hand. I'm not going to do it now because I've probably got sweaty armpits. And, uh, and uh, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, like that. And, and it wasn't like that because I just, I just it doesn't matter about this mess, I've got to stop. And the amazing team, they carried on. and I had to stop on God. Don't become professional Christians. don't become busy Christians. We want the world to look at us again. it moves on his behalf, moves on his behalf, moves on her behalf, because we stop on God. We're still in God. You with me? Yeah. The other side of it is this, is, is this other side of it, which is you need to stop it. Do you know there's some things you just need to stop? Now, I'm believing God speaking to people in the next minute about what you need to stop, and that's not me. That's God talking to you. When I became a Christian, it was just before my 20th birthday and God told me a bunch of things I needed to stop. And one of the things I needed to stop was hanging out with my friends for a season. I had amazing friends, but they were trouble. We were trouble. And so on a Friday night, I'd hang out at home with my mum and dad and watch MacGyver. Because MacGyver's fine. (laughs) My mum and dad are amazing. But I had to stop doing some things for a season so that God could Help me to stop stumbling. Don't be a Christian who goes and does anything you want and then say to God, oh, why is it all going wrong? Because you're stumbling. Stop it. There's some things you've got to stop watching. There's some things you've got to stop doing. There's some things you've got to stop talking about. There's some things we need to stop. Are you with me? So this word darmen is on, 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 on two different levels. Stop on God and also, would you stop it? Just stop it. You're feeling like, hey, you're not my dad. You can't tell me what to do. Well, it's great. I'm not your dad. But I'm just letting you know, if you don't want to be weary and tired and stumble and fall, stop it. Can you move on to the next point? Okay, I will. Number two, the second one is, the second one is dumia. The, 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 the second one, I, I like all of these, so just I'll get a little bit excited. That's all right, hey? The second one is dumia. The, the word dumiya means to zip it. Austin Powers movie, zip it! <laughs> it, it, it zip it! Zip, 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 zip it! Do you know what? One of the greatest things, if you want to stop being weary, if you want to, if you want to stop having anxious thoughts and being overwhelmed all of the time, is there's a bunch of things that you allow into here that you need to zip, it, zip it, zip it, zip it, zip it, zip it, zip it. I see that thing pop up, zip it. I hear someone having that conversation, zip it. But there's also the other side where I need to zip it. Yeah, right. Now, right now, someone's saying, hey, Steve, but you don't understand. No, you're the person who needs to zip it. Wow, this is a Sunday night. you need meant to be being nice here. No, I'm just teaching what the Word of God says. If you, want to, if you want to not faint, if you want to not stumble, if you want to not be weary, then there's some things that we need to stop doing, and there's some things, uh, and, and there's some things that we need to zip. And then we will start to be able to run. Running the things of God, those things that we've never heard and we've never seen and we've never even imagined that He's already prepared for us. God will start to move on our behalf. I'm all about those things. So if we need to stop some things and we need to zip it, do it. There's some things you're declaring over your life right now that you don't want the fruit for them. In this season where, man, the pressure's on, I hear people say dumb things. Sometimes those people are me. And I don't want to say dumb things and get the fruit of the dumb things I just said. So zip it. Zip it. Zip it. Steve, you don't understand. Yeah, zip it. And God will do something amazing in you. The third one. <laughs> is this getting, Is going to get any easier? I think it is. The third one is, no, not this one. Uh, maybe by the fifth one. Uh, so the next one is the word "saba." The word "saba" is the next one. The word "wait" is uh, 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 here is pretty much a hint is in the title that God wants you to wait on Him, like serve Him. Oh man, this is getting worse. Ben's going to bring around like clipboards and he's going to ask us to serve on the team next. Well, we're not going to do that. But do you know what? When you serve the Lord, something amazing happens not just in your life, but happens in a whole lot of other people's lives. You're going to see it outwork in the next couple of words. But a lot of us and, and, and I and everyone in this room, when we said, who wants God to act on our behalf, should have put your hand up. But who would work on God's behalf? We have, we have a city right now who is desperately trying to find out where hope and where future is. We're living in a nation right now who's desperately asking for their answers. They're looking for the light. They're looking for, they're looking for life. And we have it. Are we prepared to serve the Lord? Are we prepared to serve? Are we prepared to say, I'll get up. I'll sort that out. I'll do whatever. One of the amazing things, I got the opportunity to be down there this morning at our, our, our newest gathering, our open gathering at our, at our chapel. And it was just amazing because there's a bunch of people just come out of the woodwork to make that thing happen. There's a bunch of people who said, hey, you know what? I'm going to serve on this thing. I'm going to be part of this thing. I want to encourage you, if you're brand new here, this is just for you. If you've been here for a long time, just, you can turn off for the next 30 seconds. No, you can't. And, uh, but if you serve on a team in a church the longevity of your Christian life goes massively up. The average person who is in a team in a church, serving, waiting on the Lord, you're not waiting on Pastor Sheridan and Jan, you're not waiting on on, on Luke, you're not waiting on someone here that's doing, no, we serve the Lord. That's what we're doing. We just get to be part of a cool team to do it. The average percentage of time that someone who's on a team stays in a church is over eight years. I need you to know that's a massive amount of time when some people come to church one day and never come back again. If you say, I want to be, I want to not just have God act on my behalf, but I want to act on God's behalf. Yeah? Can we move on to four? Okay, the fourth one. Okay, this is easy. I think maybe it is. I don't know. The, The fourth one is the word chaka. I'm sure you meant to probably make a really throaty, but I'm not going to do that for you. The word chaka is to wait on the Lord. Hey, amazing. Wait. I feel like you've said like three of those already. Yeah, I have. The word to wait on the Lord here, the best way that I can explain it, the best way that I feel like I can help you to understand it is when I was in my early 20s, I uh, had an apprenticeship. I was a pastry chef. And so I'd start working about five o'clock in the morning and I'd walk down to my work. It was quite close to my house. I lived in a place called Palmerston North and and I walked to work and then I'd walk home about two o'clock in the afternoon. You know, that kind of makes about uh, right sense, right? And so I'd be walking home in the afternoon and there was this girl that I liked. And um, and it just seemed to happen that when I was walking home at two o'clock in the afternoon that she would just often drive by and she would see me and she'd pull over and we'd have a little talk, and I thought, oh, this is cool. And, um, and, and then like a couple of days later, she, like, I was just walking home. I, I didn't, I'd just been working, and here she is driving past, you know. I was just in the neighbourhood, and I, and and I realised that she was chucking me. She was ambushing me. And I liked it. And she's my wife now. I'm not encouraging any single ladies to do this. You can now use Facebook. No, just kidding. And, uh, uh, but, but, but she knew where I was going to be, and she would turn up there. The best other way to explain Chaka is the way to say, it's like when I go fishing. I know where the fish are and I know what they like. Are you with me? So what I would do is I will go to the spot. Now, I like catching big snapper and, and 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 kingies if I can. That's my thing, off the rocks. So I, I will go places, I will climb down cliffs where I know that they are and then I will take what they like. I take smelly bait and burly, right? And then I'll go down there and I'll get all ready and I'll put the burly out and I'll put the bait out and then what do I do? Oh, you guys are smart the people on this side. Wait, I'll wait, and 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 I've and and got to sit down, but I'm, I'm expecting a big big fish, and then I was there the other day fishing at my one of my favorite spots, and I caught this snapper. It was smaller than my bait. And I was like, you little punk, and I took it off and threw it back. I said, you go away and get fat and come back. You know, like, but I was waiting and I was waiting and I was waiting. My brother's a hunter. When he goes hunting, where does he go? He goes to the place where the deer are and he knows where, what they like and what does he do? He waits. And if you want God to move on your behalf, are you prepared to go where he is and the things he loves and wait? In fact, the team here today, amazing team at the back our host team All every week what we do and the word for this is ambush I like that one there's pursue if you're taking notes but I like ambush better it just sounds way cooler every Sunday in a gathering every time we run a life group every time we have prayer meeting we're actually trying to ambush God we sing these songs we're we're worshipping Him why? because it says that God inhabits the praise of His people So why are we doing that? We we prepare the songs. The team comes down and practice. They're here early. They're getting everything ready. We're putting out signs. We're welcoming everyone in because we're about to catch God and we would like you to be part of the ambush. And we walk in and and when he shows up in a meeting, we're going to get him. And don't let him go. Don't go telling people that, oh, hey, you know what we do at our church? We ambush God. No, don't say that out loud. It sounds weird. But that's what we do. When you have your quiet time, what are you doing? You know what God loves. And you know he loves you. And so you get yourself in a position and you wait. And sometimes it takes longer than five minutes. But we wait. Because we want God to move on our behalf. Our nation needs God to move on our behalf. And we wait. And we wait. And God shows up. People are healed, miracles happen, relationships restored, because we waited on the Lord. If the bank could come and join me, that would be awesome. The title of this message is the word "kavar." Uh, it's spelled Q-A-V-A-R. And this word here is another word for... Oh, brilliant! <laughs> Feel like you might have been at the message this morning, so you're getting a double dose. The word "kavar." How can I explain it? In Genesis 1, it talks about how God gathered the waters from the waters. That word there is made up of the same word. Mm, That's weird. That doesn't feel like a waiting. When he gathered the sea and the land, that word there. But what he does is God separates the waters from the waters, and he separates the land from the sea. He makes the sea, and he he makes the land And we know that in the next few days, they get filled to capacity with sea animals and with with amazing animals and trees and and amazing fruit for us. It's that moment where we say, hey, you know what? We're going to do this waiting for this. The word can be explained like this. The word can be that we're going to bind together with God. I love Genesis 1, favorite book, uh, favourite chapter of the whole Bible, because it comes up again and again and again and again and again. Do you know that the plan is that God wants to partner with us for his plan? That's what it's always been. And he's saying, would you partner with me? You know what I love about that? If you read the Bible, again and again, God wanted to partner with Abraham, God wanted to part with Jacob. God wanted to partner with Moses. God wanted to partner with David. And every single one of them mucked up. But because God was in the covenant with them, even when they did wrong, He was always amazing. Say, so I'm going to bind. i got to bind with this. I've got to be bound with this God. I've got to, I've got to wait. I've got to call Val with Him. Remember, right at the beginning, no eye is seen, no ear is heard, no mind is conceived. What God has prepared for those who wait. Wisdom will come upon your life. You don't know how to sort out the situation, wait on God. Man, I'm so tired. I'm so weary. I feel like this has been the craziest season I've ever had. If I could just get through the day without falling over, without being weary, without fainting. If I could just walk, if I could run, if I could soar. It comes from waiting on the Lord. No eye has seen, no ear has heard. A God who acts on behalf of those who wait on Him. What's your wait? What's your one weight that you need to go out of here today and go, i, I got to make a change. i got to stop. I gotta, you got to stop. Do you want the wisdom of heaven, the everlasting, the one who never wears out in your life? Wait. Your quiet time's not a race. Maybe you've got to turn on some worship and wait. You can't have Tyra turn up at your house. You can't have Luke just turn up, but you can put you can push a button. We're recording our own songs now, so you can wait. It's a whole lot of other. But would you wait on? Maybe here today, you you're saying, "Oh, yeah, okay, I'll get this, this. I'm all right at that." But maybe you need to stop. You've got to stop it. Oh, Steve, we're not back to this again. Yeah, I'm definitely back to this. Because what I've learned is God is very gracious with my wrongs. When I became a Christian, He put my the first thing He put my finger on was the people I was hanging out with. And for a season, these are awesome people. God said, stop it. It was hard at the time, but I look back and I go, I would have been a mess. I would have stumbled and I would have... I would, have been a, I would have been broken if I'd carried on trying to hang out with him for that season. But then what happened a few years later, he had some other things I had to stop. <laughs> and a few years later, he had some other things that I had to stop. And another year later, there was other, other things I had to stop. And he didn't do, do it all at once. I'm so grateful for that because I probably would have quit. So it doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian, there's something you've got to stop. There's something you say over your life, you've got to stop. Maybe you're here today and you've got to zip it. Steve, you don't understand. Mm. Sorry, it's you. Zip it, just zip it. Zip those thoughts. I think because I've got ADHD and and also I've got really good hearing, I can be in places and listen to other people's conversations. None of you do that. I know you wouldn't do that. But you know, like when you're hearing, you're just (laughs) like... You know, sometimes you just got to zip that. That's rude. Don't be a big, big nose. Oh, no, no, no. Is that, don't put your nose in there. Just keep out of it. You don't need that. That's not zip it. There's some things that you, there's some conversations. You, there's someone in here, and you're in a conversation right now in your workplace or in your family. Just, just zip it. You got to zip it. Get out of it. Zip it. You want God to move on your behalf. If you want to, you're saying, I'm so weary, just zip that, stop it. Maybe you're here today and you're saying, hey, uh, 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 so there's things that we need to zip and there's uh, uh, there's things that we think that we need to zip. It leads to anxiety, it leads to fear, it leads to to a whole lot of issues in your life. So you've got to cut those things off. And there's some things you're saying and declaring over your future you've got to cut off. There's some people here today and it's time for you to move on God's behalf, serve Him. Wait, be a waiter for the kingdom of God. The greatest job we ever get to do. The best job we ever get to do is to be on the doors of the church, welcoming others in to our ambush. Maybe you need to start ambushing God. I reckon there's someone here today, you're a hunter or a fisher. And when you heard that, you're like, oh yeah, I love doing that, but I don't do that for God. It's time you start to do that. Wait on. Work out what he likes. Crazy thing is when I married my wife, I found out she, she was like a, 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 a Star Trek and Star Wars like freak. I didn't even know that. But now I like it. Because I like what she likes. Do you know what God likes? Do that.